Hello, everyone. This is Erica Spicer-Mason with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode on improving provider experience and patient outcomes through digital health. We're thrilled to be joined today by Viam Upadhyay, the Executive Director of Digital at MDVIP. Without further ado, Viam, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. I'd like to thank Becker's Healthcare for the opportunity and uh, also those who are listening in for their time today. Oh, wonderful. Well, we're excited to hear your insights on digital health. Um, so I wanted to kind of start our discussion a bit high level here and ask you what you see as the role of digital health in driving patient experience and outcomes. Yeah, absolutely. So I think one way we look at this is how consumer behavior and expectations have evolved since the pandemic. If you go back to prior to the pandemic, many providers were what we would consider to be low touch, low tech. So the investments in digital health were more a function of provider sentiment than patient expectations. What happened is this accelerated through the pandemic and has fundamentally shifted the mindset of the healthcare consumer towards preferring what we call more of a high-touch, high-tech type of engagement. And whether you look at patient monitoring, telehealth, you know, artificial intelligence-driven diagnostics, medication management, right, all of those use cases point to a consumer that is definitely preferring more of a high-touch, high-tech type of engagement. In one study that um, I often refer to, when asked what could cause someone to leave their provider, the lack of online digital experiences, you know, even basic ones like scheduling, were a key driver. And more pointedly, if you were, look, if you were to look at millennials, millennials were three times more likely than baby boomers to switch their providers just over the lack of meeting digital health expectations. Our own data at MDVIP suggests that utilization of digital health has doubled for some use cases versus before the pandemic and ultimately has fundamentally shifted the consumer behavior sense. Now, what this means is that a world of healthcare consumers that is increasingly biased towards high-touch, high-tech healthcare, and by the way, are willing to pay for it, it creates just a, a strikingly different competitive landscape in which health systems and other providers must now operate and thrive or risk losing their patients to a competitor. So at MBVIP, we, we utilize like what, what I would call our a few first principles for digital health. And you know, I really hope that they're of value to the audience uh, that's listening today. So number one, we think that digital health experiences need to be of high quality and not necessarily of high quantity. So while an average MDVIP member, as an example, has over 30 engagements a year with MDVIP, uh, and about 80% of those are digital, we really focus on the ones that can help drive positive change and therefore outcomes. I think a second first principle is that digital health experiences need to be multimodal, right? So, you know, MDVIP members can use their apps, their web-based portals, they can securely message the practice, but they can also call their doctor, they can schedule an appointment, they can attend an event, uh, which could be online or offline that their doctor is hosting, which is focused on wellness and prevention. So I think the, the key takeaway here is that whatever we think about digital health experiences, multimodality plays a key role so that you can reach and broaden the reach of uh, audiences that you're trying to engage. And then the third takeaway that, that we've had with our experience is that digital health experiences need to be highly personalized to the patient and to the doctor. 
So our members have a sort of a curated journey with digital engagements. But within that curated journey, we treat each practice, each doctor, and each member with their unique needs in mind. In fact, we've done significant work with machine learning and various algorithms in this space that helps us understand practice level and patient level nuances that can help determine what digital health engagements can drive what effective outcomes. So what does this all lead to, right? Like these three first principles we try to live by and practice so that we can have a highly personalized, digitally enabled patient journey. So day in a life, right? If you're new in a community looking for a doctor, we're able to identify through various algorithms if you would be a good fit for doctors that operate in that community within the MDVIP model. And based on that fit, we can reach out to you within minutes across a variety of channels to set up that first appointment to learn more about the physician and the program. Once you're a member, we have programs that offer you know, various conveniences, messaging capabilities across apps or web portals that offer patients, you know, easy, direct, and secure way to communicate with their doctors. And most importantly, personalized, curated digital content from the doctor that can help drive positive behavior and choices in the panel. We run a program called Health Champions that is has been very successful in this particular uh, focus, which is to drive personalized digital content uh, that can help patients make healthier choices. And then lastly on AI, right? MDVIP has been using artificial intelligence since 2015. And I think what is most telling as it relates to digital health um, and its impact and on patient outcomes is that in some use cases such as medication risk and even multi-cancer early detection, our doctors have effectively used this technology for early, better diagnosis and care delivery. Thank you so much, Viam. I really appreciate that overview. It, it's interesting to hear about this evolution in patients' technology use from low-touch, low low-tech to now high-touch, high-tech. And I think those three principles that you outlined, um, that you leverage at MDVIP are really helpful for our listeners. And really tying that back to what's possible in terms of influencing the patient experience, but also their health outcomes um, so again, thank you so much for, for sharing those insights. So considering all of this and those three principles, going back to those best practices you mentioned, you know, ensuring that digital health is high quality, um, multimodal, highly personalized, assuming a healthcare organization achieves those, those things, what are some good ways to get patients engaged in those digital health initiatives? Yeah, that's often the, the, the tougher question, right? So, you know, as I reflect, on a variety of digital health rollouts um, that we've had, whether it's uh, platforms that we've rolled out for messaging and various apps or portals, or specific programs uh, that have more of a clinical element uh, that we've rolled out, such as telehealth or digitally enabled chronic care management, remote patient monitoring, variety of clinical pilots. I think similar themes have emerged in driving engagement from patients. And I'll kind of stick to my sort of three rule principle, hopefully that, that serves as good takeaways for the, the, the listeners. Um, so I think the, the, the first learning we've had is buy-in and alignment from the doctor is a must-have. And specifically in our model, which is uniquely focused on the physician-patient relationship, focusing on the physician as the net promoter and champion of the digital health initiative is critical to driving patient engagement. The second 
um, sort of takeaway or learning we've had is equally important to the doctor, perhaps even more, is buy-in and alignment from the staff and the practice. So in addition to the physician championing the digital health initiative with the staff, with the practice staff on a consistent cadence, methodologies that really have worked for us in the past are threefold, staff training, staff incentives, and staff recognition. So for example, one thing we've done is having dedicated outside of operational working hours and frankly location training for practice staff on the initiative so that they are in the mental space to be able to really absorb and go through the change that's necessary in how they operationally execute on that digital health initiative. Creating community of engaged staff. So one thing we've piloted and have had success with is linking practice staff from various practices so that they can exchange ideas and also be transparent about obstacles that they're facing with the digital health initiative. And that creates both sort of a feedback loop that is important, not just for MDVIP, but it creates a feedback loop within the practices that can help motivate each other uh, to bring that initiative to life and scale it. Another thing we've done vis-a-vis -vis staff is to create quantitative and qualitative incentives for the staff. Sometimes physicians translate that to monetary incentives. Sometimes the qualitative incentives include a recognition program. So we have a recognition programs for staff who go really above and beyond in the successful rollout and adoption of key initiatives at the practice. And all of this really then creates the conditions between the alignment from the doctor and then alignment from the staff to now start, you know, sort of sowing the seeds for good alignment and good engagement from the patients. And I think when it comes to the patients and their activation in the digital health initiative itself, we use the same guiding principles that we talked about. So we, we look at engaging patients through multimodal means. We look at engaging patients through personalized mechanisms. So first we would, you know, we segment the patient population, identifying patients who would be good fit for the digital health initiative. Usually, you know, obviously this is enabled by the physician or some uh, type of a clinical set of guidelines. We would then conduct multimodal outreach that is on the behalf of the physician. So the patients are actually hearing from their doctor. And this could be a broad range of communications such as calls, like recorded calls or direct phone calls, emails, you know, messages, alerts across the various tools that patients use, in-office activations. So the patients come in for appointments, act, you know, using that opportunity to activate them on the initiative. And then, as I mentioned before, both virtual and offline events. And so sometimes we'll do like geographically focused webinars, right, on some specific um, benefit. And then the patients can engage and learn from that. So all of these sort of go into the recipe of making sure that we are doing our best to engage patients. And then we're doing that follow-up and follow-through necessary for successfully rolling out uh, whatever digital health initiative that we have on our plate. Yeah, thanks so much, Viam. It sounds like a really intentional approach. And as you were describing it, it, it sounds also like the provider experience is so connected with the patient experience when it comes to rolling out digital health initiatives and the experience that patients have. It's very much influenced by provider adoption and having those physician champions. Um, so I kind of wanted to drill down on that a little bit more. Can you share any opportunities um, that you see to improve experience and outcomes for, for healthcare providers with these initiatives? 
Yeah, I think that's pretty spot on, right? Like many of the consumer expectations and the first principles that we operate, uh, that we spoke around on the patient side, interestingly apply to providers as well, right? So if you if you think about our model, you know, it's more than two decades old, but it was founded by primary care doctors who recognized the need for more engagement and really greater work satisfaction amongst their peers in a, in a delivery, in a care delivery environment where physician burnout is now approaching, what, 70% in primary care. This really was a hypothesis, right? This hypothesis of an empathetic approach to primary care physicians, which would then ultimately drive higher satisfaction, higher engagement from those physicians, and then would have second order effects of driving patient outcomes. This, this hypothesis holds truer than ever. So when we engage with physicians, either, you know, whether they're employed by a health system or in an independent setting, we look for doctors that can thrive in a model of smaller patient panels, that can take the time, that can benefit from a time to deliver a personalized preventative care model, and then provide them with tools to help them do so both clinically and operationally. You know, in many ways, you know, when when I think about our model, it it, it is the original promise of value-based care, right? A relentless focus on the doctor, the patient, the relationships with both those stakeholders and the relationships amongst those stakeholders. And so bringing it back to those uh, first principles, when we focus on high touch, this focus on the doctor and the focus on relationships with the doctor is what we mean, which then creates the context necessary to deliver satisfaction and effectiveness, both on the doctor side and the same for the patient side. So now you apply this to digital health, right? So. The idea is that you've now created the necessary conditions for a doctor to really thrive as I laid out. You can then focus on more decisioning and tooling support for the doctor. And that's where the technology and digital health really comes in. And we firmly believe that that technology and digital health should really be ambient to the human experience of a doctor spending time with a patient or us as the enablers of the doctor spending time with the doctor. So, you know, let's talk about a use case, right? Like one use case in which we've had success in enabling physicians this way is really leveraging machine learning to help doctors identify which patients should they conduct direct outreach to and engage. And these could be, you know, existing patients or new patients. And that, you know, we could focus on engagements that can have predictive correlation to all kinds of key objectives and milestones we're looking for, right? Like a, like a wellness visit, which then could turn, that in turn could drive health outcomes. Another use case um, to wrap up where digital tools have played a role is to helping our doctors with a set of, essentially a set of to-dos, right? Reminders that can help them and their practice staff proactively manage their patient panels across a variety of clinical, um, an example being, let's say, rolling out remote patient monitoring or non-clinical or operational programs, such as you know welcoming a new patient. So what we focused on is letting these tools be rolled out to physicians that can help drive efficiency and effectiveness in managing the MDVIP practice, letting these tools be ambient to the point of multimodality and high touch and personalization we talked about, but ultimately using them as enablers to increasing the physician's engagement and buy-in because they're seeing the support that's coming their way, which then has second and third order effects on patient outcomes because the physician is in a happier place with this context. Absolutely. And as you were just mentioning that point about 
these tools serving as an enablers to increase physician engagement and buy-in. Um, you know, I'm sure that that it's they see value in gaining time back to have meaningful interactions with patients. Um, so I'm sure that for a lot of providers out there, they can see the benefits in technology, but seeing those benefits versus actually uh, becoming engaged in the digital health initiative, I'm sure those are two different things. So just kind of as we close out here, do you have any final best practices, recommendations, or methods that you'd recommend um, for organizations who are really looking to get their providers engaged? Yeah, so, you know, at MDVIP, we muse that, you know, no two physicians and no two practices are really alike. And what that requires is discipline, meaning tools, analytics, and a mindset to be able to understand physicians and practices you know, segmenting them in useful ways, right, to derive insights on who may be best suited for leveraging an opportunity in digital health. Not everyone is, and not everyone is well suited for every opportunity. So the first angle here is this like inside out analytical perspective. And then we combine that with an outside in feedback loop from physicians who sit on various, you know, task forces and advisory boards within our organization. And then sort of the two mix to create a degree of selection that can take place, which determines which physicians are fit for which digital health programs and which practices as a secondary qualifier are fit for which digital health programs. Now this engagement, you know, one, one criteria here is that it is usually sponsor driven. So you need a strong sponsor and buy-in from the sponsor who's typically the owner of the digital health initiative. And it's combined with boots on the ground engagement from various teams that support physicians and practices um, to outreach to those physicians and engage them. Uh, the engagement is personal. Um, so the idea there is that really understanding your physician to understand what really motivates them. Is it clinical outcomes for their patients? Is it operational workflow and administrative load and lessening that? Is it financial incentives, right? Those levers can vary across the physician population. It can vary based on where the physician is in their careers. So ultimately knowing your physicians well and maintaining a strong relationship with them to help drive these conversations and ultimately conversions is critical. And then there's obviously the multimodality aspect in physician engagement as well, right? So in addition to the, you know, the digitally enabled call and email campaigns, we also leverage digital tools in our portals to drive awareness. We also leverage, you know, community updates and newsletters to announce, you know, new initiatives that are coming online that physicians can pilot in or participate in. And in the last few years, we've also invested in developing online webinar capabilities for physicians. So you're almost building communities of interest, um, such as a digital task force that we put together. And then also using regularly scheduled regional and national in-person meetings to reinforce our priorities as well. So all of that sort of serves that multimodal touch points that can help engage doctors. So I think I'll leave you the, with this, right? Pursuing the goal of happy physicians <laughs> that are successful and effective, it in turn leads to happy staff and practices that are successful and effective, and that yields patients who are engaged and are effectively managing their health to successful outcomes, which you can see across various published studies, right, that, that MDVIPs had. Digital health is a ambient mechanism, a means to achieve these inherent goals, and it's not necessarily the end in itself. Absolutely. I really love what you said there at the end, VM. The 
pursuing the goal of happy physicians and kind of the ripple effect that can come from that on both staff and patient outcomes. So really think that our listeners are going to appreciate that. And I, I really appreciate you sharing all of your insights with us today. Thanks so much again for hopping on the podcast. Thank you. I appreciate it. We'd also like to thank our podcast sponsor today, MDVIP. You can tune into more podcasts from Becker's Healthcare by visiting our podcast page at beckershospitalreview.com.